Hey, everybody. Welcome to AUSU Open Mic. Uh, we are so pumped to be here today. This is full house. We've got Melinda Gertz, our VP External and Student Affairs. We've got Natasha Donahue, who's our VP Finance and Administration. And we've also got Brandon Simmons, our president for AUSU. We've got a full house here at the office, and uh, we're just really excited to be able to throw down another episode here of, of a AUSU Open Mic. So um, everybody say hi. Uh, hey, everyone. Happy Hello. to be here. Yeah, see, we've got everybody now. And um, we've got a handful of topics that we're going to cover today and, and basically just walk through a few things that might introduce our student membership to a handful of things that maybe they don't know. And uh, you know what? The fact that we got all of you in one place here, downtown Edmonton, is uh, is pretty special at the best of times. To the fact that we have everybody together. Um, we're currently uh, participating in our spring transition. And uh, this is really kicking off the second year of all of your terms, which is pretty special. Uh, we're very lucky here at AUSU to have uh, the, a full set of returning executives. And so uh, that's not always the norm. Uh, so the fact that we can have everybody returning is, uh, is an opportunity to continue a lot of the work that you guys are doing. So um, tonight we are going to kick off with a few things that are uh, potentially brand new for AU and some things that are kind of in your guys' role uh, within your world at AU and the work that you're doing for the Students' Union. Um, but we're going to start with uh, Natasha. Um, what's what's kind of new in your world and uh, what would be something that might be new for the students to be able to hear about? Sure. Um, I guess I would say probably the last thing I did with AU was attend the Faculty of Humanities and Social Sciences um, Faculty Council meeting. So that was pretty um, cool, as per usual, get to get together with the entire faculty, the dean, listen to everybody's reports. There's usually a lot of changes to programming. Um, right now, AU is undergoing a pretty extensive um, review of programs and proposals for new programs so a lot of that has been happening um, yeah there's just a lot of new things always on the go at those meetings um, and then you get to ask questions and listen to a lot of really cool conversation um, so yeah that was probably the last thing that I did here at AU. Natasha do me a favor and just to give everybody a visual of, of what we're talking about like how many students are in the room when you're in those meetings? Usually, at the most, there's four at the Faculty of Humanities and Social Sciences. Um, there would be two undergrad students who have a seat on that council, as well as two graduate students, I think. Um, it could be just one graduate student. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, but essentially, so yeah. we're talking about there are, there are seats within these internal committees that allows you to sort of uh, be the student in the room, be the voice in the room. And uh, how often do you guys meet? Well, it really actually does depend. Um, that's a good question. So every faculty kind of has their own autonomy. So the FHSS faculty meets more often. I think they meet every two months on average. Um, but like they're a relatively large faculty. They've got a lot going on. Um, but then you have the Faculty of Health Disciplines, which meets twice a year on schedule. And then the Faculty of Science and Technology, which meets every three to four months. So it really does depend on the faculty but yeah, you're totally right. Like, like uh, there there are cases where I'm actually the only student in attendance because of scheduling conflicts. So um, you can definitely like you you have a certain power there because you're the voice of the students at that moment. But it can be a little bit overwhelming at times. Yeah, I bet. But fun. Like obviously, you enjoy sort of being part of the academic process and and whether it's talking about 
sort of the academic side or whether it's the the programming side of of, of what you're doing i mean uh, obviously you you uh, really enjoy that i sure do i love being able to bring new information back to our team as well and uh, usually you get to hear um, information straight from the deans before you hear it from anyone else at those meetings so it can be really exciting you're in the loop <laughs> love it yeah um uh, linda i'm coming over to you um same question like what's uh, what's sort of in your world what's new and uh what's something that we could share with uh, the student membership uh well one of the things um i would say this was back in early april natasha and i were um fortunate enough to meet with some of the f- good folks at uh, it and they gave us a bit of a demo on one thing that i think students will will be happy to see it's something that would affect all of us so it's actually a um i guess a facelift to the grade book that au has so when you go into your student portal and um when you click on your grades right now typically there's um just a different layout than what we're going to see in the next little while so something to stay tuned for um it should be launching in the next couple of weeks uh essentially the page itself it's really a visual change it's a lot cleaner uh less text heavy version um and the nice thing is i think what would be the most important is uh when students log on look at their grades they're going to see their grade in progress so it'll account for any um any assignments and exams that they've done or quizzes that they've done up to that point and also Um, of real importance is your grades will be reflected in real time. So essentially, as soon as your tutor uh, inputs your grade, you're going to get to see that reflected in your in your student portal. And um, I assume a lot of students. Yeah. And I think a lot of students um, would be similar to my to myself or anyone that I've spoken with that. uh, Yeah. As soon as you send that submit that assignment, you're um, checking back, refreshing your page, you know, once a day checking to see if your marks there. So knowing that those will be uh, perhaps available sooner is is a big win. So, yeah, I mean, you got to think that's pretty huge. I mean, some of that development is um, I don't want to say it's long overdue, but it's long overdue. I mean, when you look at some of the 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 student interactions uh, with AU, you know, grade book, that's that's a pretty huge piece of it. Um, you kind of mentioned timelines. What are some of the timelines again? Uh, just around, um, like, do they have an idea when they're going to be implementing this? When is it going to be ready? When are students going to see it? Because um, it sounds super user friendly in, in comparison uh, to what they're seeing right now. Yeah, absolutely. I I truly anticipate that some people may not even notice a difference um, because it is so so subtle. Um, at the point we met them back in, I'd say mid April. And there was hopes that it would only be within the next couple of weeks. So I truly would suspect, I just checked here before we started our podcast. Um, I still see that it's the traditional, the way it's, it looked previously. Um, so my best guess would be it could kind of be any time now. I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, hey, grades are important. Absolutely. <laughs> or good grades are important. <laughs> well, just knowing what they are. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Um, I don't think I'm an anomaly. You put in so much work and so much effort to get these uh, assignments in. And then there's that that sense of, yeah, that feeling when you hit your submit button that's very quickly then overshadowed by the anticipation of finding out how you did. Yeah, so exactly. So the sooner, you know, the sooner you can find that out, I think is, is just going to make it a lot better for students. So that's great. Yeah, I know. And I agree. I, you can't help but think back you don't have to go very far in our history to know that students have been dealing with various timelines depending on what faculty you're in. And, and if we can get to the point where, you know, whether it's finding your grade and getting that access quicker um, and kind of knowing where it is in the process, I think it's, that's some, that's some pretty cool work coming down. So 
Yeah, 100%. Love it. Well, hopefully that's my grade, but we'll see. Yeah, 100%. Nice. Um, Brandon, guess what? You're up. And uh, same question. Uh, sort of, I know that you're uh, as busy as they come. So uh, why don't, uh, what can you share with all the students that uh, might be new for them to sort of catch up on something from your portfolio? Well, it's definitely been busy. That's for sure. I put on over a thousand kilometers just this the la- latter part of last week, just going to different meetings. And um, I think one of the ones that's the most exciting is uh, we're talking about a new mobile app for the university. So we've got obviously our app and it serves its purpose. It's been great. We didn't used to have anything like that. You had individual siloed Facebook groups. Um, so the app was a big step in the right direction but we've definitely identified there's a lot of things that we're looking for and we've been trying our best to improve the app we've got and we kind of over the last year kind of said we're gonna we want to look at how we can partner with the university so that uh, we can have an app that does more than just allow you to communicate with each other but it also ties into just the online environment of AU and uh, so we've been kind of starting those conversations and it turns out that uh, the university relations department is already actually pretty close to getting something launched. So I was able to meet with them and get a bit of a demo and it is amazing. I, <laughs> nice. we've, we've, we've had the conversation that we got to curb everybody's enthusiasm a little bit because something, um, as robust as an app is something that's going to take time to really release, even though it could be built. We're talking, it could be built in a matter of a couple months here. Yeah. We're going to have to then all the pieces to hook into that. It's going to take some time, but like one of the biggest, one big thing that we had, uh, when we launched our, our the app we are on now is people complained that you couldn't access it through a website. You had to use your phone or your tablet. And people said like, I don't want to have to sit and have these meaningful conversations just typing with, with my hands. And it'd be great to have a, a keyboard and everything. And so that was one of the questions I posed is, well, is there mobile access? And so they were able to show, yeah, it's going to, you're going to be able to log into a website and it's going to be able to connect you to virtually everything that you could do on your phone and everything. And it's even, they even talked about opportunities to be able to try and opt into uh, location sharing and things like that. So if you wanted to opt in to say, I'd love to know what other students are out here for to get together, do a stu- organize a study group, things like that, that they could. Will we end up using features like that? We're not sure. It's still very early stages um, for the actual development side. But uh, there's a lot of potential with the app developer and so we're excited to be at that table and be able to start working with them on it and it uh it, if you're familiar with our app it's just not very intuitive it's not like facebook yeah and i know that the app that we currently have uh through AUSU i mean it is super popular and you look at the the chat functions and and really the goal with that was to start to generate some community uh within the student body um Offline, you and I were talking about uh, the ability to add in some registration type elements. You got to think that that is the one piece that we haven't been able to connect with AU on that is really going to be huge for this new app is the fact that, you know, and I'll let you kind of go into it a little bit here, but it was really about being able to connect with your courses, your dates, uh, being able to register for a course. Like how huge is that element going to be moving forward with the new app? 
No, it'd be it's going to be fundamental. That was one piece that was definitely missing with ours was that inability to connect um, with your kind of student profile. The academic side of exactly of and, AU, and yeah. that's lo- what they're looking at right now is the system is completely it completely works with the current student information system that AU uses, and AU is now switching that to a new version to a new system, and that system also is 100% uh, compatible. So. No matter what ends up happening, whether the AU is able to get this launched in the short term or if it's going to be a long-term project, it, it's it got that flexibility. It'll work with either system, which now means everything's going to be able to pull through into the app. So grades, your course registrations, like it'd be ideal to be able to look and see who else is taking the same class as me. Like that's just something that's not offered right now because your account on our app is completely independent of what you're doing at the university. So, but they're going to yeah. start to communicate with one another through that. And not only that, it's exciting that this new user interface for the app, it looks like Facebook. Like it's that social, very social media style um, allows you to show kind of your, how many friends you've got, what groups you're a part of. You can list your interests. There's actually a bio section. So it's not just one random picture of yourself like it personalizes it a lot more and it should make much more of a community style uh environment for the app so it's really exciting i there's lots of things that council um, was trying to discuss after talking to students okay what do we need and this app has kind of checked every one of those even some of those things we threw out randomly like well this would be great we know technology probably isn't there but we'd love to have this there's some of those features in there that this app provider is able to check off. So we're nice. excited and there'll be more updates as we move forward as I, I'm sitting on the committee for the development of it. Good, good. And it should be uh, noteworthy to say that the current app is obviously going to continue to provide those chat functions, some of those connectivity pieces, uh, links to different services, both at AUSU and AU. So uh, definitely uh, stay in tune with the app. Eventually when we get to the point uh where where the new app is ready, uh, obviously we'll be communicating that out to students and making sure that people get sort of uh, transitioned over into the new platform. So very cool. Um, we're actually just going to stick with Brandon here for a second. You're actually getting your luggage ready. Um, you guys are actually going to be on your way out to the next CASA conference uh, coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, throw me a highlight of uh, what you got coming up from an adv- advocacy perspective uh, working with CASA. It's very, very busy. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a very busy time of year. Um, you know, this conference is working. We're pulling together uh, student executives from all across Canada, all coming together. And in one week, we have to figure out what we're going to be discussing through the year. We have to elect committees. We have to elect a board. So there's a lot of things get packed into a week. Uh, the board elections alone. They go till typically 11 o'clock, midnight. Oh, man. <laughs> You'll see the people who don't have to sit around the table. So each organization gets to have one delegate. They have to sit at the table, exercise the vote on behalf of the organization. And you get to see, you get to watch in the background all the other students who are just there to support. They'll be ordering pizza. They'll be doing whatever. <laughs> it's just, it, it goes, it, it can be quite an entertaining piece. Uh, it's definitely a long one. A lot of people yeah, who yeah. literally, they have had three weeks on the job. Well, and again, this is the Foundations Conference, which is 
essentially really creating the foundation for your year, right? So it's um, a little bit of uh, education built into the work as well. Yeah, lots of training, getting things ready because a lot of student, a lot of these student leaders, they've never talked to government before. They don't have a clue what advocacy even is. So there's a lot of training on how to do external advocacy with government and everything, but then also some internal, uh, definitely a focus on how do you work with your uh, university administration uh, to try and make sure that students are being looked after. But lots of training, lots of good things, and we're just getting ready, uh, getting plans ready, trying to make sure that we're able to get, sit on different committees so we can bring that AUSU perspective. And uh, we're going to be trying to to run for uh, some board positions and things like that. Obviously, we have no control whether we actually get them or not, but uh, we're going to do everything we can so that we're continuing to, to bring forward the voice of AUSU students um, when it comes to federal advocacy. Love it. Love it. And Melinda, you're going to be joining uh, Brandon on that trip. Uh, maybe throw out uh, some highlights of um, your experience and, and maybe give us a little uh, piece of of uh, part of the budget because I know that's a, also part of the work that you've been working on uh, with budget 19 and some some of the uh, the impacts of that budget that you saw. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important to discuss that, especially as Brandon had mentioned, a lot of these student leaders, myself included last year, was my first year going to foundation. So uh, when you look at an organization who has such a turnover with new delegates, um, it's really great to be able to look back on some metrics, right? So for example, um, back in March, the federal government had uh, released their new budget. And um, there's a few that I pulled out here that are directly relevant, di- sorry, directly related to um, some of the asks and some of the, a lot of the things that um, CASA had specifically advocated on. Um, and these are ones that will dramatically affect um, all of our students. So, for example, um, student loan interest rates will be lowered and new graduates will be given uh, a six-month period after graduation where no interest is accrued. So, to me, that's a huge win. Yeah, I know. nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of this work is coming from... You know, essentially, CASA is bringing in so many different student unions and students associations from across the country advocating for these pieces. So, I mean, how rewarding is that when you get to see something like that fall onto the budget and you're sitting there going, hey, you know what? Like, we did that. Absolutely. And especially when there's not a far leap from the specific advocacy documents, the specific asks that we've taken to these MPs and the different members of parliament, and then what you see produced in their budget, and they're almost carbon copy so it's also um yeah it's it's directly relevant they're they're definitely um hearing what the students want want to see um i can throw out a couple more examples um specifically with um the student work placement program typically a lot of those work placements are for members in the stem fields um so they're actually um proposing to expand to the non-stem field so for example if you're in the arts humanities or social sciences typically in the past there wasn't as many work placement programs um so we're just trying to open that up to all across the board to all students which is a big win um also the Let's see what else might be important, Um, especially for our demographic. um, A lot of our students, I believe it was 70% are female. Um, Another uh, one that I would mention here is parental leave for students. So specifically, any of the tri-council agency uh, scholars has been extended from a six-month to a 12-month parental leave. So I feel like, especially with our demographic here at Athabasca University, um, a lot of our students are of their child-rearing ages, so having a parental leave like that um, could mean a big difference for a lot of students. I agree. 
And then one last one, uh, the Canada Student Grant for Services and Equipment for Students with Permanent Disabilities um, was an astounding jump from a maximum of $8,000 per year to $20,000 per year. Those types of uh, return on those asks, I think, is profound. And so it definitely makes me excited to think about what we could accomplish in another year. Um, So this is a really exciting time, kind of trying to gather information, data mine the students and figure out what's important for us, what's our demographic look like. And as Brandon said, hopefully we can get some of those positions because I do know that um, us holding those seats and then bringing those asks to the table do translate and do get heard by those that have the ability to affect policy, which is, you know, really what we're all trying to do. So, Yeah, and I, I, it's hard not to look back on some of the work that you guys have done and realize how important it is and um, bringing that online distance voice which doesn't get heard as much uh, when you're there because you're in a room full of, of students that are representing other students at a on-campus uh, bricks-and-mortar type of uh, university. So uh, you guys are doing great. I mean, some of the work that you guys are doing, bringing that online distance voice, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. And um, you know what? We're talking a little bit about external advocacy, but there's also a ton of internal advocacy that we do too. And... Advocacy is not boring, but at the same time, there are some pretty cool things that you guys are working on. Natasha, um, you've been working a little bit with, uh, well, I mean, all of you have been working a little bit with uh, ProctorU, and uh, that's a new online and exam invigilation service. Um, there's been some development with ProctorU, and uh, can you throw us some highlights? Yeah, sure. So For anyone out there who isn't aware already, ProctorU is a use online exam invigilator. So you can pay a small fee to ProctorU and you can take your exams as long as they are online exams from the comfort of your home or hotel room or car, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) That would be fun. But um, (laughs) anyway, the point is that you can you can sit in your own desk and you can take your exams and you don't have to leave. So. Um, for people in remote areas um, or maybe anybody who just doesn't want to leave their house for whatever reason it may be or who can't leave their house maybe you've got kids at home whatever the case may be um, take take a look at it check it out Uh, I think it's gaining in quite a bit of popularity now Um, and uh, yeah it is it is really quite practical and and useful for for an AU student Um, and what we've been actually doing here uh, in our stakeholder meetings with AU is talking to different individuals about um, shortening the exam timelines for ProctorU exams. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. So a lot of um, students talk to us about this issue. So do you have to give AU 20 days from the day that you book your exam to the right date for all exams that are invigilated outside of the AU exam center? Um, and unfortunately, ProctorU fell under that category. Uh, but we were able to advocate for ProctorU to uh, fall under the 10-day window, which you would find with exams at the actual AU exam center itself, either in Athabasca, Edmonton, or Calgary. I think that's great. Yeah. It's huge. I think that's really going to help out a lot of students. Um, it's not always practical to book an exam 20 days in advance. Like, anything can come up. I barely know what I'm doing 10 days from now, let alone 20. So, I mean, I'm to be able you. to have a more of a consistent timeline for those exam bookings I think is great. I agree completely. Um, I also think it's worth noting that if you book an exam with an external invigilator, um, and this includes ProctorU, 
you can write your exam up to 10 days after the date that you've booked it. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a little bit of info about ProctorU and uh, we are working with AU. This hasn't been like, they're not going to just turn around and do this right away. Like there's a process they have to go through. Um, there's a little bit of IT process involved here. So we're not a hundred percent sure on where this initiative lies right now, but um, I think we're making some good headway with it. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. I also want everybody to know that uh, AUSU is going to be throwing out a new contest coming up at the end of May and June, and we're going to be giving away some ProctorU codes. So it's, um, you know, kind of money in your pocket. Those ProctorU codes are, you know, about a $50 value. And when you go to book your ProctorU uh, online exam invigilation, uh, here's an opportunity for some of our students to be able to test out the service, see what it's like uh, with uh, one of these free codes and uh, so stay tuned for a contest coming out where we'll, where we'll be uh, giving some of those away. So Proctor U, I th- you know, I think so many people can benefit from the service. And um, I look forward to uh, seeing what comes down the pipe from that project. So we want to have a little bit of fun before we sign off here. Uh, like I said, uh, these opportunities to have everybody in one room and, and have everybody in the same uh, podcast episode is special for us. And uh, putting a bit of uh, personality to AUSU is also important. So, um, Melinda, you wanted to uh, throw some questions out to the group and and uh, sort of as a in an effort to get to know everybody. So, I'm going to ha- hand the mic over to you. And uh, what have you got for us? All right. So, I went on to our trusty Google uh, search engine here and just typed in "random question generator." So, oh no, you're all ready to uh, play along? I'm ready. All right. We're so, gonna we're gonna say yes. Okay. For now. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> so we're going to start with Natasha. And drum roll. Natasha, how many books did you read last year? Oh, my gosh. Why are you asking me that? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, do textbooks count? Absolutely. Okay. Well, in that case, at least five, but probably less. <laughs> all right. All right. No, that's great. Um, we will jump over to Jody here. Um, Jody, where are you originally from? First of all, thank you for the easy question. Although I did send me answer the first one. I did read one book. I highly recommend it. It's a new book by Mike Babcock. He's the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs and it's all about coaching. I'm a coach at heart. It's phenomenal book. So if anybody's out there and they love sports, you'll love Mike Babcock's uh, book. Um, I'm originally from Kamloops, British Columbia. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm a BC guy. Although, see, my blood is still in Saskatchewan, though, because um, we ended up moving when I was young, and then I ended up living in uh, Lloydminster on the Saskatchewan side, which is important for anybody who's from Saskatchewan. And uh, so I kind of grew up as a Saski boy, and uh, but deep down, I got the mountains in my blood. So, So kind of a Western province hybrid is what I heard. You know what? That is very valid, actually, because I've spent a lot of time in Alberta, too. We've been here for about 15 years now. So. All right. Okay. So thank you, uh, Brandon. So Brandon's up next. I'm just uh, looking at the next question here. Oh, perfect. So Brandon, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Do cowboy boots count? <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> can Otherwise, you, that list is pretty short. <laughs> can I amend the question to <laughs> include boots? <laughs> By shoes, I mean footwear. How many pairs of... How many different types of footwear do you own? I've got four, two of which are my cowboy boots. <laughs> I'm so glad that was your question, not Natasha's. I have a feeling she wouldn't have been <laughs> able be to a count either. Answer. Uh, okay, so Natasha, which do you like better, cake or pie? 
I guess pie, probably. Okay. I would probably go with um, pumpkin pie. Oh, festive choice. It's kind of a harvesty yeah. fall time. Unless we count ice cream cake. I'm not sure if that's cake or. Oh, that's cake. Then I think that's cake I in don't my know. books. This is, why do you keep giving me hard questions? Because <laughs> I have faith in you now. I appreciate that. If you can put ice cream in a box, it's a cake. <laughs> okay, I'm changing my answer to ice cream cake then. <laughs> All right, we'll accept that. We'll accept that for sure. Um, okay, so now we're moving around to Jody here again. Ah, not as easy. So we started you off with an easy one. Okay, Jody. I'm ready. It's a pretty standard one, but I think we're going to get get somewhere here. If you could meet anyone, who would you choose? Oh, I know. This, it's too big. <laughs> uh, I, you know, like I've got, um, see, now my brain is going outside of freaking out by the vastness of that question. It's like going through the roller decks of, of people that I would like to meet. Um, can I do a two part answer? Of course. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm a golfer. I'm a, I was, uh, I'm a big golfer. I, I coach a university golf team and, uh, I gotta be honest with you. Tiger Woods is pretty high on my, on my fan list. Uh, so if, if I could ever arrange to uh, go tee it up with Tiger and just BS for a round, I think that would be great. Um, the sentimental side of this would be um, my grandpa died when I was one and apparently he falls into the category of, oh, Jody, you're just like grandpa. But I don't I don't ever know this. Like, I've never had that opportunity. So, I mean, if I could have ever had the, the opportunity to, to connect with him and and get to know him or talk to him, I probably would go with that. So there's my two sided answer. See, I'm not very good at answering. No, I think those are up. great. Those are um, those are both very valid and very great. Um, I can see why why it's hard to pick one or the other. So yeah, I think both is great. Brandon, what do you like better, morning or night? I think morning, cause it's nice. I love getting up early, cause then the kids aren't awake. <laughs> Nobody's awake. You have peace and quiet. I get more done in the morning than I do the rest of the day it seems <laughs> because you're all alone be able to just get up and go to my office and and start working do school do whatever because the kids and terrors aren't up yet <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely know where you're coming from that's um I often uh I have a Keurig right beside my bed it's actually on my bedside table I r- make sure I fill it the it's night like before. the alarm clock you just it's true. I just ca- there's like this random. My alarm clock goes off. I immediately think, oh, I don't want. And then I remember, oh wait, there's coffee. <laughs> and I reach over and I hammer it down. It pours the cup. Nice. And then there's also a, a little bowl of lint chocolate beside it for me to then drink while I eat my chocolate. I'm definitely about all the nightlife. Oh. I am not a morning person at all. If I'm up early in the morning, it's because I haven't slept yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> or I have to come to a work event. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you Keurig by your bed stand. That's good. a great idea. I'm actually going to do that now that you've put that idea in my brain. So. No, I truly, when I smell my coffee, it's like it, all I can smell is the promise of a good day, right? Like <laughs> As soon as I wake up, the first thing I think is I need a cup of coffee. Yeah. So yeah, that would make my day good. Mm-hmm. All right. So since we've got you in front of the mic, Natasha um this one yeah have fun with this one you know whatever comes to mind first it is one of those kind of vague ones but uh you got if you could travel if you could time travel what would you do okay i have some problems with time travel (laughs) (laughs) so my first problem is that you can never come back to your present 
So mm. if I could time travel, travel, would I? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it would be worth it. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish, I guess. Because I feel as soon as you go back in time, I know this is getting real philosophical right now, but as soon as you go back in time, you just, you split off into a new, a new alternate reality. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I think we had this discussion at the last meet and greet earlier in April, did we not? I think we were. This came up in our conversations and it was a great conversation because it's true. Like time travel, just taking it at face value that's cute it sounds great but when you think of the implications the the splicing of timelines and you're right not being able to come back and have so you changed everything? i just happen to have some expertise in this area <laughs> <laughs> i watched back to the future now if you guys okay wait wait so a minute don't tell me because you can't you also, come back you also watched wait i can't say it because i'm gonna leave i'm gonna spill some spoilers but you also watched the latest avengers movie I did. Which directly counteracts whatever point you're about to bring up right now. I know. And ironically enough, I love how Back to the Future came up in that movie, too. It did, yeah. So uh, if Michael J. Fox can do it. For a more current reference, I'm not sure if anyone has seen The Flash. It's on Netflix. Um, They do a great job dealing with uh, perhaps the dangers of time travel. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. So to answer your question and not be like just you know a nerd about it um i think if i could go back in time to view something or, or or do something and come back to my present i might go back to see dinosaurs that's probably oh, what i would do that far back eh yeah well done yeah well done thank you i like it all right how Jordan. do you how was the answer not i'm gonna go to the future i'm gonna grab <laughs> the super ball you know lottery number and then rip back to okay here's my answer 2019 and then just live at large i can't understand how you would come back from the future oh you're saying so once you're there you're not going to want to come back like yeah well maybe like i don't know if i would want to come back if it depends on what the future's like well i guess it's all about the the lotto like you have to come back to that lottery date and then imagine moving forward and realizing they don't have the lotto anymore. Oh, like, it's now this like utopia where money doesn't even exist. Imagine and, like, if you move no forward longer. and there's no lotto and the lotto was your ticket home. Well, this is where and again, I'm referencing my back to the future <laughs> expertise, which is you grab the almanac and it tells you sporting events, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, yeah. I think for future episodes, what we're going to do is ask the same question to all participants, <laughs> because I think that's when we see the real distinct kind of personalities. Yeah, come the personalities out. come yeah. out. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for the random questions. Love it. Thanks, Mel. That was fun. And um, you know what? I, we got to keep up the, the random question. We got to keep, you know, developing, you know, who are uh, who are the executives? And uh, it's a nice way to get to know everybody. So, uh, you know what? That wraps us up for today. Uh, really appreciate you guys hanging out. And uh, like I said earlier, um, getting the three of you in one place uh, doesn't happen very often. So any chance we can get uh, a mic in front of you and, and spend some time on uh, on the podcast, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity to sort of get everybody, uh, get to know everybody. So uh, thanks again for listening and uh, hanging out with us today. This is AUSU Open Mic and uh, have a great day. We'll catch you on the next one.